y'all. Welcome to Black, Married, and in the Military, the podcast created to explore unique experiences, challenges, and triumphs of Black, Brown, and Indigenous people affiliated with military life. I'm Teresa Alexis, and I'm the host. All right. Hey, everybody. Today, I am joined by United States Marine Corps veteran, Laura Lovett. Yes. And we're going to just be talking and discussing like her time in service, what she's doing now, and just all the things in between. So Laura Shea, go on and tell them about yourself, girl. You're amazing by default because, you know, Marines have a special place in my heart. So come on, Marie. Hey, hey, simple sister, what's up? So I'm Laura Shea, love it. I am years. I am also a business owner, a wife, a mom, everything in between. I just manage and do it all. And I love it while I'm doing it. Okay. Um, one of the business we own is Artistry Lather, which is a bath and body company, bath and body company. Let's say that 10 times twice uh, fast. <laughs> uh, we're in Walmart online. I have four amazing kids. One about to graduate. I know I don't look like I should be having one that's about to graduate, but I do. Uh, and that's, you know, I'm the handmaker strategist. I teach handmakers how to do what I do. I just wear a lot of different hats, but I love all of the hats that I wear. So, yeah. Awesome. So I'm going to have you take it back a little bit and mm-hmm. tell me basically what made you choose the Marines? <laughs> Man, you want me to get a real story or watch? <laughs> we real up in here on Black Married oh, and Yes, ma'am. Okay. No other branch would take me <laughs> because. Um, I partaked in a little recreational thing and um, my ASVAB score when I did it the first time wasn't, the practice test, not the ASVAB, the practice test that you do in the office wasn't high um, for some reason, but when I took the ASVAB down at MEP, it was like super high, right? Um, and I like the Marine uniforms. I thought them things were sexy, honey. You could not yeah, right. tell me them dress blues wasn't off the chain. Talking about uh, turning heads, right? Right. So that's how I uh, ended up joining the Marine Corps. I just knew I wanted to leave. Um, initially, what started the spark was 9-11. 9-11 is when I was in the 11th grade. Um, going to my trade school um, and I seen the second plane go into the um, trade center and I was like I want to do something and I didn't know exactly what that looked like um, and then as just watching it and stuff and seeing all the different branches go that's what made me want to really join the service period it was a service it didn't even matter what branch it was the service so that's how it came Wow. It's funny that you say that because you know what they say? Everybody remembers where they were when 9-11 happened. I was in the eighth grade. (laughs) So, you know, right. I was in the eighth grade and I honestly could have never imagined that I would kind of grow up and go to the Marines. Like that wasn't something I thought about. I was in uh, like in high school, I was in JROTC, but it was army. So, you know, I knew I was going to go to the service by that point. But I thought maybe I would go to the army or do something mm-hmm. like that. 
But girl, when that Marine came to that high school and I saw them dress sexy, everybody looking sexy. Girl, that is. I said, I said the same thing. I said that thing sexy. And of course, the recruiter was like, "Thank you, not you, but your uniform." <laughs> exactly. And then you know what? I was so disappointed when I found out that that wasn't the uniform for uh for women. I was like, "Right, I completely me. different." <laughs> it's the same yeah. nowadays, but you know, yeah. back then it was not. And then for me, we didn't even get them in boot camp issued. I had to now buy them when I got to the fleet. Oh wow! So unfair. Okay. We got ours issued. Yeah, they were issuing them. Then they weren't. I was in that phase of they weren't. Okay. Then I started issuing them again. And I was like, okay, really? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I get it. Okay. So let's talk about how your time in service kind of set you up for what you're doing now. Ooh. So when I got out of the Marine Corps, med- medically retired, um, I was 12 years in and at this time I was up for staff sergeant of course they dangled the carrot in front of me and was like we'll give you staff sergeant if you don't um take your med board and get out (laughs) they were like deny it and I was like uh no I've been praying for God for this for a long time just because I had a lot of um not so pleasant moments in the Marine Corps um when it comes to race and then sexual uh, military sexual trauma, um, just all of that. And I was just tired of fighting in that aspect um, or whatnot. So I was like, okay, so by this time I done went through all the um, corporate training, the um, corporal course, the sergeant course, all of that stuff. So all of those tools and just managing Marines up under me and all of that stuff, all of those tools I basically took into my life and right. was like, you know, it's either go hard or go home. And I still have those mentality of pain is weakness, leave the body, you know, adapt and overcome. You know what I mean? Like, yes, it's, it's yes. in there, you know what I'm saying? Like, rain like, heavy. Right? Adapt and overcome. You got to be able to pivot real quick. Um, look, the mission is still the same. How you get there would be different. You know, you know, you got to be ready to change on the spot. Um, you got to be ready to delegate and, you know, all of that. So that has transpired into business to where it outweighs my creative side. So that's why I feel I've been able to flourish and my handmade business, um, Artistry Lather, is because I have that discipline and the structure and their leadership and all them traits that was given to us, <laughs> right? Um, honor, courage, commitment. you know that was given to us so I'm seeing this thing to the end honey and let me just say it's one of those hit the ground running type deals all the time it's all the time okay here's my goal okay I gotta make it happen make it happen happen. no matter what I gotta make it happen and let me just say yeah I agree (laughs) on courage commitment followed me those are still my core values today I build upon them but still because I mean 18 going into military I ain't got no core values or at least I don't think I have any you know kind of thing so it's one of those things where it's like okay now I have something and now I can build on that Mm -hmm. in this next chapter chapter look I can't talk today either this next chapter of my life and so I get it I totally get it and I see how it's helping you 
she kind of glossed over this a little I bit. I glossed over it. You did, you did, but I'm gonna come back to it because she okay. is now in Walmart online. Okay. Yes. That is no small thing. That's oh. huge. It's yeah. foundational. And then it empowers all of us other ones who are watching. It's like, wow, that is something phenomenal. Yeah. I you know what? Um, I just took the plunge. I just took the plunge. It was actually a friend of mine who's in Walmart online who put the seed in me to do it. Um, and I did. And it was like, what girl, within 30 minutes of me hitting submit, my case manager called and was like, what's up? We need you. <laughs> we need your products. And I was like, I'm here. What? I mean, it was, it was. It, I was crying, girl. I ain't know how to. I'm a honey. It was a lot. It was, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad. I want you to talk a little bit about how you kind of came up with the name for your business and kind of how you decided to do what you actually do within your business. Okay. So, Artistry Lather was not the original name. It started out as Celine Bubbly Bath Bomb. For most people who don't know our story, our nine year old started this with her birthday and Christmas money that she got. And she had got a spa kit and she wanted to do, um, she had ran out of bath bombs. And she was like, but wait a minute, I want to know how to make it. And she looked it up. And that's how the business was born through her. It really was. Um, and then as things start taking off and we start doing more vendor shows and working on orders and all of that, she was like, this is too much. She wanted to add more things because at the time we were just bath bombs. Y'all, let me tell you something about Humble Beginnings. We started with three bath bombs, a sphere, which is the circle ones, a donut shaped bath bomb and a 3D heart. That was all we had. That was it. We have all these other products. We started right there and we just kept doing that for about nine months. And then we just start researching and start joining groups. And then when she was like, I can't do this. This is too much. I need help. Can it be a family business? And oh, by the way, I want to change the name because I just don't want to do bath bombs anymore. And I feel like the name just keeps me in bath bombs. And so because our whole family is artsy, we got a musician, we got someone who loves um, like green screen and stick box and gaming and all of that. And my daughter, she loves to draw. Um, she loves creating things. I love drawing, sewing. My wife's a photographer. Our whole family is just artsy. So my wife actually came up with the name Artistry because our family is artistry. We have all different types of art form. And because our products bring some type of lather, foam, bubbly, the word lather just was like, smack them two together. <laughs> that is awesome. That is super, super cool. I love it. Because when I heard of it, I was like, oh, okay, artistry lather. Let me look that up. Look that up. And I was like, oh, okay. And my kids were like, oh, we want to, we want to make some of that stuff. And I was like, I can make soap. That's about it. <laughs> Every time I try to make a bath bomb, it falls apart. So I'm not great with those. It takes hard. But look, and the soap is the melt and pour. Okay, you I do melt the pour, liquid. All right. We do cold I, press. I, I did liquid one time and I ain't been able to get it right again. So I was like, you know. It's definitely a science and a formula to it. Your percentages and the way you add all the ingredients together have to be in order, all of that. It's a it's a form of art. 
Yeah. See, this is why she the handmaker strategist, y'all. <laughs> and I'm the mom that she's helping teach her kids. So you know, <laughs> I would never claim to be a expert in making homemade products. It's just fun <laughs> to do with my children. And I get somebody like Laura Shea to help me because my stuff flopped. So <laughs> you know, she would be helping me with that. Absolutely. And so, and so just a little bit, I know we jump in kind of back and forth, but um, I want you to talk a, just a little bit more about your time in service and like your experience there. Okay. Um, so I went in literally three weeks after boot camp. I mean, after um, graduation. And y'all, I did the craziest thing. I went in open contract. For those of y'all who know open contract, you know that was not the way to go. Okay. But I feel bad. I went open contract, but nobody told me don't go open contract. Right? My recruiter straight set me up, man. A failure. Tell me, like, not to go open contract. So I went open contract, and then I became a 3381, which is where I learned they throw all the squirrels in open contract then. Um, <laughs> anyway, no matter. And I had a um a high um ASVAB score. I think I was around... I think my ASVAB score was like, I think it was 60-something, if I remember correctly, 60-70-something, and then my GT was over 100. So I had good ASVAB scores, man. I could have got anything, but, you know, they got to fill them quotas and stuff like that. So I don't mind it, though. Tell everybody what job that was. I was a cook. I was a cook in the Marine Corps. That's what I did, okay? Um, by the end of my career, we no longer cook. They start outsourcing, and we became health inspectors. So we got certified to become health inspectors and inspect the, um, the different mess halls and stuff where you're at. So after a while, we didn't cook anymore. And I, I want to say they cook now, but I think they only cook, like, in the field. Even when it um, deployed, we didn't cook. They hired nationals to cook and we watched over them which kind of beats the purpose but yeah you know, you know the um, most i've seen cooks is overseas where's actual marines we now we but when i was in stations in japan we right. do cook we do cook it was half japanese cooker and half um m military cookers yeah it was half of us half and half so, yeah, it was uh, definitely a, a unique thing. Um, and then within my career, I'm not ashamed of it. Um, I don't talk about it much because I don't want to be a Debbie Downer or whatever, but I was great while I was in the Marine Corps. Um, it was by, it was a whole story to it, but basically it was by a Marine that I knew who I, we were the same rank. Um, I was in Japan when it happened and he just took my, it was a, a, a combination of things. I was with some new friends because my friends had already um, um, PCS off the island. So I was getting to know some people. Um, we went out to um, Air Force Base. Uh, what's that? Kadena? Kadena, yeah. Kadena, yep. We went to Kadena, went to the NCO club, you know what I mean? Getting our little <laughs> drink on and everything. Right. And I did get a little wasted. Um, the guy, I knew, I like, Everything was in slow motion, but I knew him and he said he was going to help me get back to my room because I couldn't really walk. And then they was like, oh, because you know him. He took me in the room. Next thing you know, blah, 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 blah. And then I knew the next morning um, what had happened. Um, I went to report it. Of course, all my command people were like, 
and his command people got together because we were in two different units and we're like, no, he's a squared away Marine, blah, 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 blah. You're going to ruin his career. You should uh, do a um, closed report, but you'll still get the help. And I was married at the time. My ex-husband at the time, then husband, was in recruiter school. You know, Marine, they can keep you separated for 24 months and don't even, and don't be caring about nothing. Right. Um, so um, that was something that happened. And then from there, my life just kind of spiraled down where I be, um, started drinking, substance abuse. Um, I, tried, I, I tried suicide a couple of times. Um, it was just a lot on top of a lot on top of a lot. Um, and it wasn't until my last suicide attempt, I was like, what the hell, God? What do you want from me? Hey, friend, let me tell you about an amazing community I created just for you. If you're a military wife, and that's whether you're the service member, the spouse, or the transition vet, you'll want to know about Military Wives Collective on Facebook. This collective of military wives show up for each other, have hard conversations, and cultivate sisterhood across the ranks and beyond the uniform. From monthly events to weekly chats, this community will help you have fun and just let your hair down, combat the emotions of feeling alone and loneliness by connecting with a plethora of wives from different walks of life. Get resources and the inside scoop on events, courses, and coaching discounts that will be coming up specifically crafted for military wives, their marriage, and family lifestyle. If you're a military wife who is always looking for ways to connect, give back, and thrive in life, then this community is for you. To find out more, go to www.militarywivescollective.com. That's www.militarywivescollective.com to join. Because I'm trying to leave and you keep keeping me here for whatever reason. And he was like, if you follow me, I promise you I'll take care of you. And I was like, because I, I was in my closet. Y'all, this I ain't going to even tell man. I was butt naked in my closet crying. Like, take me now, Lord. And then it just, it was just like, okay, what do you want from me? I surrender. I'm tired of fighting. I'm tired of doing this. I'm tired of doing that. What do I need to do to get out of this place? And then I clearly, can't nobody tell me God ain't real. I clearly and vividly heard him say, if you follow me, I promise you I'll take care of you. And from that day forward, everything I did, I consulted with him. And that is how I was able to get married, retired, because one of my things I wanted to do was to be able to stay home with my kids and get them on and off the bus. And however that looked like, and my bills be paid, however that looked like. Um, people thought I was crazy. Um, and it was just, and I did. And that's what I was able to do just by listening to him. Wow. I know that was heavy. <laughs> But you know what? It's empowering, though, because what is not talked about a lot is MST, military sexual trauma, whether that's sexual assault or sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. And people, they, they don't care that you're married because a no. lot of my sexual trauma came from when I was married while my husband was deployed. Mm. So it's, it's almost this may not be true, but this is what I felt. It almost felt like they were watching me and watching him. Oh, and, no, I think when, that's, a, no, that's a true thing. He was going to be away so they could get to me. 
that's a true thing, man. Cause I've learned, um, cause when I went to a therapy here on um, here on Quantico, that they pre- they watch predator watch. It's in them. It's in their nature. So the way you felt, that was true. That was a true statement. They were watching predators watch. Right, and uh, like for me, I was a lot younger. So the way I grew up, I wasn't afraid of a lot of things. But when I got to the military and a lot of stuff started happening to me, I was like, oh, my God, like, I'm terrified. Yeah. Some of this stuff. I was terrified to speak up. First of all, them closed reports, I wish they could throw those out the window. Right. Because it's like, okay, well, if the person's a douchebag, you want me to exploit them and tell all their business. But if they're so-called a good Marine good soldier, good troop, then, oh, I should do just a closed report and protect them. How do you sound? (laughs) How do you sound? So I totally, totally get that. And not a lot of people know that because I don't really share it. And um, I will say the VA, surprisingly, because I had better luck up in Virginia at that VA Uh than down here. But they really helped me to kind of realize that what I had went through was MST because mm-hmm. you know from 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 my mind just MST and domestic violence in my mind you know the way they show it on TV is like it's so extreme that what you think you went through that it's ain't so, nothing so that, that doesn't yeah. count that doesn't count as MST or anything like that yeah. so you know I was just like well I guess I minimized it but yeah yeah they were like, oh, no, ma'am, this is definitely something that should be like in your stuff and you should be rated for it. Yeah. So. You know what? I went through um, cognitive therapy for it. Girl, I couldn't finish it by week three or four because it was supposed to be a nine week thing. By week three or four, I said, you want me to keep talking about this? You want me to keep dreaming this and living this and smelling this? And what does the air look like? What does growls like? You know what? I'm done with this. I quit. And I did. I have not finished cognitive therapy in years, but I healed in my own way. Cause there used to be a time where I would talk about this and I would bust out crying. Like, you know, but now I've healed. Um, cognitive therapy did not work for me, but I've healed by talking about it, sharing my truth, um, knowing that it wasn't my fault, just learning those type of ways. And now, you know, honey, your girl is healed from it. I could talk about it, you know, and all that stuff. And then I know how to, I help because there are some young Marines that have reached out to me just because people know my story. And I'm like, look, do what you need to do. And then they've come back like, we're going to court. And, and I'm like, good. And then they were like, he got it. He got, um, he was found guilty. Great. And you know what? I had to remember the fight within myself to be able to stand up and say, you know what? I can fight this. You know, I can do this. I'm like, I'm from the street. (laughs) Right? I'm from the hood. I can do this. Why is this so hard for me? Like, why am I questioning myself? Like, it it caused a different vulnerability in you um, to do that. You know what I'm saying? Because I thought being strong, it was, that was it you know that's what I was supposed to do I was supposed to be strong I wasn't supposed to show all my cards like, girl I wish I would have folded and showed all them cards at that time but you know it is what it is and it made definitely made me the person who I am um today right right and I think that's important is to not forget 
where you came from, what you've been through, and to reflect on and build on that instead of wallow in that um, nowadays. So mm-hmm. um, shifting again, shift, shift. <laughs> I want to talk about your relationship with your wife. Okay. And with your children and even your your ex-husband, if okay. you feel so. Oh, let's do it. You want to share? Let's do it. Um, So I am divorced. I have three children by my ex-husband um and then I have the fourth child by my wife and I know you're like how the hell you have a child by your wife we picked a sperm toner and we went through the whole insemination process and all that together um I was married to my ex-husband who was my male best friend so we took our love for each other as friends as a whole we're meant to be together thing um we learned very quickly that that was whoo, not the right thing to do, but both of us were going to stay in it because we had a kid. We were like, yeah, we'll make the same work when he turned 18. Blah, 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 blah. We had like made this arrangement. <laughs> you know, and, dual mil- and it didn't help that BAH for tool military was good. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. <laughs> so, we in the pot um, for sure. You know what I mean? So um, that was that. And then we end up, when all that happened with me getting raped, I lied to him because I didn't know how to tell him the truth. Um, and then from there, it, well, even we had problems before that, but then all of that just started. It was just basically a little snowball that turned into a big one that just crashed one day. Um, and it was just a whole thing. So we got divorced. Um, he had held me captive for a couple years. When I say that, I mean like he wouldn't sign the divorce paper. Look, he ain't kidnapped me. He just wouldn't sign the divorce paper for a couple of years. And I was like, dude, like you done cheated, you done moved on, you done did all this, like sign the papers. And he would not. Um, <laughs> his whole little petty thing that he was doing. But then, you know, he would just hurt. You know, once like we're we great co-parenting. We co-parent very well. Um, so that's just one of them things like we co-parent well and when we talk about it, he was like man I was just mad I was hurt you moved on I wasn't ready and I'm like but you moved on he's like nah having sex with somebody and moving on is two different things and I'm like mm, okay that's debatable <laughs> but <laughs> whatever <laughs> and so once I finally was divorced and that wasn't hanging over my head anymore I started just dating me, getting to know me, who are you, what you like now, treating yourself, all of that. And these old feelings from when I was younger started coming up. Oh, snap, your girl like girls. And I knew that back then, like middle school, high school, but I didn't know exactly what to call it. I didn't know exactly what it was. I, my aunt is a lesbian and I seen her, but I seen how our family treated her. Not my mom and not my grandmother, but like my grandmother's sisters and some cousins and some, you know, other people treated her. And I was like, ooh, no, I don't want to do that. And my recruiter was like, you can't go to the military being gay. They got the don't ask, don't tell policy. They going to kick your ass out. So he was like, nah, you can't do that. You know what I'm saying? And so this was the time that I wanted to start being true to myself because I'm learning me, all of that. Um, I told, I started dating some women and um, stuff like that, trying it out. And then I finally told my mom and my granddad, they were like, we've been new. 
um something and i was like damn y'all couldn't save me three kids <laughs> like you couldn't save me three kids what the hell but, they were waiting for you <laughs> to tell them so they didn't just assume right and so i was like okay they're like we love you no matter what blah 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 woo, woo. and then once that blessing was given and stuff um then me and my wife found each other Okay. Okay. Yeah. That is an incredible story. And you know I, what? I, 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 okay. Baby boy is seven, nine years. Oh, wow. Y'all about to hit yeah. the digits. Yeah. You know, and that's incredible. And I will say one thing about you and another friend of mine is y'all have never made me feel like I have to basically be in the same mindset or mind frame or perspective as you to love you and be friends with you and I love that about you because you know I grew up completely different and I think we talked about this before and so you know let me try to get these letters right (laughs) LGBTQ plus LGBT plus alphabet game rainbow crew look we all in there look it's too many they keep adding new letters every other day i ain't got time to be studying that man <laughs> and that's oh, from you so it's, yeah, like- it's too many i respect them all so whatever you say you is love you <laughs> yeah you've never made me feel like oh well we can't be friends because you don't agree with what I'm doing or you don't like how I do things, you know, so you've never really made me feel like that. You know, I think we had the conversation once and I think you asked the question and I answered you and you was like, well, you don't have to do certain st- certain things that are targeted p- uh, towards them, especially like if that's not how you grew up, you don't. Yeah. Quite it. So I really, cause that's not everybody. <laughs> that was your pro- it was the program you were doing. Right. And you were like, it's men. I think you had put up a post about like men and women. And someone had said right. something to you about why right. is it not same sex. And I'm like, she don't know that world. Like you can't expect people to know something they ain't in. Now she didn't disrespect it. She didn't say nothing out of the way. Let her be. Y'all be wanting to fight right. for no reason sometimes. Yeah. They be coming for us <laughs> uh, heterosexual people. And I'm just like, Honestly, like it wasn't like I was thinking in my mind, oh, let me make them mad. I wasn't like, yeah, you know, you do fun you at know. you or nothing like that. It's like, I know what I know because these are the relationships I've been in, these are the relationships I've coached, you know, kind of thing. So I just love that you've never made me feel any kind of way just because of that, <laughs> you know, and we're still able to be friends and talk and laugh and make fun of both sides. Right. <laughs> because, Girl. <laughs> right. Because we love each other and we're friends. So Absolutely. I love that about you. I just wanted to point that out and not let that go unnoticed. Thank but um, I want to know where kind of do you see yourself within like the next three to five years? Oh, my three mil- my three year goal is millionaires, bay baby. So in less than three years, I want to make a million dollars in revenue, not profit. All right, there's a difference. Um, and so I want to make a million dollars in revenue in three years. Um, by year five, I want to be working, if not before then, um, have a big warehouse and be licensed out to a couple of different um companies. Um, having our warehouse employees traveling the world while my business still running and just having a good old 
life that I deserve and desire. Right. So tell us about that one million is bay. I've seen it, but the people in the audience don't know that. <laughs> so one million is bay is a commitment to myself. Um, me and one million are dating for the next three years or less. Uh, we're committed, and basically, my different streams of income and revenue are going to be within artistry lather and handmaker strategies. Where artistry lather is the product side, the bath bombs, the body washes the um soaps and all of that sell is going to sell we're in walmart online that ain't the only place we're going to be um we're going to be in other stores we're branching out we're doing more um government contracting we're just waiting on a couple of things to come back um and so my plan is to make half a million revenue in that company and then half a million revenue in the handmaker strategy which is where i teach handmaker y'all it's like you know, little stuff flying around my back. Oh, got distracted. Squirrel brain. <laughs> my bad. Uh, um, handmaker strategies, that's me. I teach handmakers who are like me. So if you like making jewelry, candles, even soap products, honey, there's 8 billion people in the world. I cannot supply them all with soaps and bath bombs. You better jump on this bath bomb stuff. And I'll teach you how to do it and everything, right? Because there's just too many people and how you do things and who your audience is are different than mine. But, um, so that part, I teach jewelry, handmaker, t-shirt, all of them how to get their business up and running on and offline. Right now, our product size company is mid five figures. So we're around 5,000 a month up to 10. We're, we're, we're getting close to 10 a month, which are going to be, um, what's that? Yeah, five, six, five figures, right? four figures we're at five thousand we're moving up to ten which is five figures and so i teach handmakers how to do that on and offline um within their business yeah and you know what i just have watched you grown from the first time we met which is funny because we met in a program <laughs> with our coach and then i don't even know what you said but i was like let me look up her business first of all and then i found out oh she a marine i'm definitely gonna be talking to her <laughs> And I sent you a message too. And I was yep, like, hey yep. girl, I see you a Marine, you know? And she, you was telling me how I did in the hot seat because that was a hot mess, okay? So I was in the hot seat, yeah. Yeah, and you was like, you took it like a troop, probably because I am one. Oh. <laughs> you know? But I was like, yeah. I mean, the only way you learn is to get out there and you ain't going to learn sitting on the back seat watching everybody else. So, yeah. you know, that's one of the things I've seen you do with your business. And I just love that about you. And I can say that I'm proud of you, friend. And I'm Thank proud you. of all the things that you are doing and going to do. And so I want to know if you could leave everybody with like two things, two Ooh. things, what would it be? One, love what you do. Um, because sometimes the money may not come right away. But as long as you love what you do, you're going to continue to put one foot in front of the other and make strides in your business. So make sure you love what you do. The second thing is don't be afraid to connect with other people who are like-minded with you. Sometimes we feel like we got to do it alone. And we don't. You just got to connect with the right people. All right, just connect with the right people. And by doing that, you just trial and error some things and don't be afraid, afraid to this um to cut yourself off and um move to the next one until it 
it serves you and feeds you. So those would be the two things because I realize like everybody can learn the business technical stuff, right? But you can't teach um passion, right? Um, uh, what's the other word? Dedication, um, driven mindset. Like I feel like the I personally feel like they can't be taught. Um, it has to be in you because everybody ain't meant to be a business owner. Um, there's people who are meant to work nine to five and there's nothing wrong with that because that's what you need the world to, to go around. You need people in all different places. So yeah, that would be the two things. Awesome. So thank you so much for coming on Black Married and in the Military. I appreciate you coming thank on you for here having me. and sharing your hearts with us, sharing a little bit of your journey with us. And so y'all make sure y'all look her up tell them where to find you so it's artistry lather on everything art is try that's how you spell it okay lather on all platforms and then from there you can just find me at laura shay love it my personal page and all of that stuff so awesome so thank you again for coming on and all of you make sure that you follow her and see all the amazing things she's doing and thank you for tuning in we'll see y'all next time bye everybody if you're interested in finding out more about me, the Badass Coach for Military Wives, you can go to www.teresaalexis.com slash BMM or connect with me socially at Teresa Alexis Speaks on IG, Facebook, and TikTok and at T Alexis Speaks on Clubhouse. If you thought this episode was awesome, be sure to subscribe and activate notifications so you won't miss out on any new episodes that go live. Now go forth and be awesome.